Good evening, you guys. Good evening. My name is Latoya Benton. I am the mother of Xavier Hill. Xavier was killed by Virginia State Police at the age of 18. Tonight, I have uh, my guest host with me. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself, please? Sure. Good evening, everyone. My name is Adrian Hood. I am from Columbus, Ohio. My son was Henry Green, the fifth killed by Columbus Police, uh, two plainclothes police officers with Columbus Police Department. Thank you, you guys, for having me. Of course, Adrian, of course, you guys, before we even introduce our, um, our special guest tonight, I wanna just real briefly touch about um, on Adrian's story as well, not just saying about her story. Um, Adrian, just please tell everybody as well, um, where does the conversation know about you, but I still want people to know as well, um, Adrian is a fighting mom. Um, I was with a fighting mom. She also has recently ran for office. Adrian, can you elaborate a little bit, please? Sure. Um, so obviously all of this um, pain is being turned into purpose um, because as I navigated the systems and uh, fighting for uh, my son, there were other things that I became aware <laughs> of and cannot turn um, a blind eye to um, the treatment of our community and the things, the dismissiveness of our, um, of our leadership. And so I have, well, I did pull a petition um, to run for uh, Columbus City Council. Um, and yesterday I was certified. So I will be on the ballot uh, for November for uh, Columbus City Council District 4. Thank you, thank you. It's been a long road, but... Um, you know, uh, it's definitely worth it. And, um, you know, my son didn't die in vain and what I can do to help keep somebody else from having to feel the pain that all of us have had to endure. Um, I definitely will do my due diligence. I love that. I was in your state, but you got our full support from Virginia, you know that. I appreciate it. I'm going to need all of the support from everywhere. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. You guys, let's get into it, of course. Um, just real briefly, as you all know, we like to reiterate this podcast. We try to run it where we've been running it um, since I think it was beginning of um, January on Tuesday, every Tuesday at nine o'clock to highlight stories of families who are impacted by police brutality and families who are actually working within the community, like Ms. Adrian Hood, who we have also running in the seat. Um, tonight, I want to introduce Ms. Nikki Owens. Um, I'm gonna have Nikki introduce herself and who her loved one is and how she is um, in the fight right now. Nikki, you wanna go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody as well. Hi, LaToya. Hi, Adrian. Thank you for having me tonight. My name is Nikki Owens. I am the cousin of William Green. This is William. Boo Boo is what we call him. We didn't call him William. We called him Boo Boo. Um, he was murdered on January 27th of 2020. He was um, in a traffic accident. He, when the cops arrived, he complied. They removed him from the car, handcuffed him to the back and placed him in the front seat of the police car. Um, when the officer entered the car, he fired seven shots at him and killed him. Um, six of the shots entered him. And I have been fighting to get this cop um, convicted ever since. The cop was arrested the very next day, within 24 hours, um, he was arrested. Um, he's been sitting in jail for three years. Um, 
And just recently, they tried to give him a plea deal. They tried to change the story, say that it was um, accidentally on purpose. <laughs> um, and it was voluntary manslaughter. And they tried to give him a plea deal that would have allowed him to get out of jail in two years. So um, we've been fighting. We, we managed to get that plea deal rejected by a judge, but it's been a long fight. We're fighting the people who are supposed to be fighting for us. We are fighting the state's attorney's office. We are fighting them to prosecute this case, to do their job. And that has been, that's been the fight for the last three years. To do their job, right? Just how we want them to do their job. This, they, um, when this first happened, we got an attorney, we, filed a civil lawsuit and I advise anyone and everyone to do it. It's not about the money. It's about them paying the cost of what their employee did. You'd sue McDonald's. If their employee did something to you, you'd sue AT&T. If their employees did something to you, this is no different. People need to sue their employers and hold them accountable for them allowing their employees to go out here with a weapon and murder unarmed innocent people um, and they just do a poor job. Even if they, they're just handling their situations, officers should be held at a higher standard, right, right, plain right. and simple. Um, and they're actually held at a much lower standard than, than the people that they are arresting for criminal acts. So Absolutely. people need to understand the importance of a civil lawsuit. It's very important. And it's important to follow through on a criminal on the criminal side, if you are lucky enough to have the officer arrested, you need to follow through because they will try to give them a slap on the wrist. They will well, try to let them family, get off. Your family, you guys did follow through as far as on both ends, on the civil side and on the criminal side, because granted right now, you know, you're still fighting to get done what is correctly right. You know, you're still fighting on the criminal side too. Sophie, you want to go ahead and play this, uh, this tape real fast as far as a clip that's recent in the news about William's case? George's County police officer charged with murder could be getting a plea deal for a lesser charge. Seven News has been covering this story for nearly three years now. And tonight, only on Seven News, Maryland Bureau Chief Brad Bell spoke to the family of the man the officer is accused of killing. With family and supporters at her side, Nikki Owens is speaking out in hopes of preventing what she says would be a denial of justice. I don't think there is a word that can truly describe how I feel. Three years ago, her cousin, 43-year-old William Green was shot six times and killed by PG Police Corporal Michael Owen. Green was in handcuffs and seated in Owen's police cruiser when it happened moments after the cell phone video captured his arrest. Owen claimed there was a struggle, but investigators couldn't see how Green was a threat. And the very next day, Corporal Owen was arrested and charged with murder. William Green's family says that's what it was. His life was not in danger. This was not self-defense. This was murder. County Executive Angela also books agreed because nine months after the killing, she approved a $20 million civil settlement to Green's family. But now, a week before Owen is scheduled to go on criminal trial, Green's family says state's attorney Aisha Braveboy has made a plea deal with Owen for a charge of involuntary manslaughter, not murder, meaning he could be released in just a few years. 
William Green's family and supporters are furious. What was the good of all that if at the end of the day, you're offering him this kind of plea where he gets away? It shouldn't happen. Michael Owen should spend as much time in prison as possible. He's a danger to society. You know, when this happened, Prince George's County was actually praised for acting quickly, for charging the officer with murder the first time it had ever happened. It happened five months before the death of George Floyd and the summer of protests demanding police reform. And this case was one of the drivers in Maryland that saw laws change both here in the county and at the state level to, to try to recreate, to try to create some trust in the community and change police culture. What the family is worried about now is that while that was all good, they might not see this officer held accountable. Now, we have reached out to the state's attorney for comment. We have not heard back. I've also reached out to the defense attorney for the police officer, former police officer charged in this case. He too has not. Yeah, I'm sorry that the, the screen paused for a second there, um, but I can go back. Minister, not responded. We will be watching to see what happens in the days ahead. As we reported, this trial is scheduled for next week in Upper Marlboro. Brad Bell, 7 News. Brad, thanks for that. New development. So that was the most recent um, news clip um, as of recent, right, Nikki? That was uh, yeah. last week. Actually, that happened. So that was a week before the trial date, which the trial was originally set for January for February 6th. So this all came about um, because I watched the website. So I watched the, the court case website for PG County just to make sure nothing's changed. They haven't filed any motions. If they file a motion, I'll contact our attorney and say, hey, can you find out what this is? Well, I noticed that the website changed. It did have like the dates for plea deals, dates, the date for um, the jury duty, you know, the jury selection date for the trial. It had all everything spelled out, like what was going to happen on what day. All that went away. I started emailing the state's attorney's office, like what's going on, what's changed. They did not reach out to me. Then I started including the press on my emails. And when they got wind that I was including the press, they finally reached out to us a week before, two weeks before, they finally scheduled a meeting with us a week before and told us that the plea deal was done. They got on a call with us and told us that they offered this man a plea deal and it was done. And without, basically, without somebody, right? you guys did not know about that, right? No, we had no idea. They changed the website, they weren't communicating with us. So we had no idea until that, that meeting this Saturday before he was, it was the January 28th, one day, uh, 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 three years and one day after his death, where they told us that they offered this man a plea deal, 20 years to spend 10, have to serve five before he goes up for parole. And when we asked, when we told them we were against it, that no, we want this man to go to trial, they told us it was a done deal. There was nothing that we could do. So at that point, I decided, yeah, there's something we can do. Um, when we asked the date of the plea hearing, this is why I say we're fighting against the people that's supposed to be fighting with us. This is the prosecutor. This is the people's attorney who's supposed to be fighting for us. We said, what date is the, state, is the plea hearing? They said, we don't know, we'll let you know. 
But we know when we went to court on the 6th, the judge said, you put this on my calendar 10 days ago for a plea hearing. The judge, they knew when they got on the phone with us the day they were going in for the plea hearing. But they lied to us. They like straight face lied to us. And still the Friday before the 6th, when we were supposed to have the, when the court was supposed to, they still hadn't contacted us. We had to have that pre a press conference in front of their building for them to come out and come get us and ask us to come up. At that point, we had already known that the judge rejected the plea deal, which is very rare for a judge to reject a plea deal without a plea hearing. But he rejected that plea on the Thursday before the 6th, before the trial date. Um, they still didn't tell us that. They still told us that the reason why the plea is off the table is because they heard us and heard they you. knew that this plea deal was not good for us or for our family. And they heard, uh, they heard this and they listened. They didn't know that we knew the judge did it. We got the court records that showed that the judge rejected the plea. They sat right up in our face and told us that they pulled the plea back. They did it out of the kindness of their hearts. And they lied to us again when we met them after the court date. So after we went to the hearing where they asked for a continuance, so they continued the trial. So this Thursday on the 16th, we will go and get a new court date for a trial. They lied to us Monday. They said the exact same thing to us on the 6th, that the plea deal didn't happen out of the kindness of their heart. And then they asked us not to talk to the press, not to talk. And I had to explain to everybody why I talked to the press, which was basically if I didn't go to the press, if I didn't get the facts of this plea deal out there, we would have been sitting in a plea hearing on Monday, right. not a continuance. Right, right, right. So, tell me so that they tried to make it seem like me going to the court, me going to the press um, negatively impacted his chances of having a, a fair trial. No, it didn't. Well, my thing is this, you have to That's expose what they, you have to expose what happened, you know, as far as um, how the system is handling your family. If you don't go to the press house, you're gonna get it out there without going to the press, you know. Exactly. They apparently in Maryland they're supposed to assign when when you are a or of a crime, they the state's attorney's office is supposed to give you an advocate. And this advocate is supposed to keep you up to date on everything that's happening. My cousin was murdered three years ago. I met the advocate on Monday. Wow. This six, February 6, 2023 is the first time I met the advocate. That's crazy. That's crazy. Now tell me this. So the first time he anyone wanted you said that there's a court hearing on the uh, the 16th. Is that correct? Yeah. On um, February 16th, we go to court um, in PG County, Prince George's County Circuit Court. They are going to go over the his the defendant's attorney requested to move the court, move the case out of Prince George's County because my press tainted the jury pool, which is absolutely ridiculous. I can go knock on 10,000, probably 50,000 doors in PG County 
and ask them if they know who William Green is, and they will probably tell you no. Um, I've taught, I've went to the neighborhood that he was killed in and talked to people and they had no idea and they lived there when it happened and they had no idea who he is. So that's what's going to happen Thursday. And then they're also going to give us a new trial date. So, and they told us it could be another um, 10 so, months. So if you want to share the call of action as well for the community, um, as far as the, the community is concerned, you know, as a point of the podcast is to be able to help families out. Um, this is a call to action that the family has asked for um, on Williams' behalf. And you guys can see it here. If you want to screenshot it real fast, you can do that after this um, live stream. We're going to put it on the page as well as far as how you can get involved. The whole point of listening to the podcast is not only to listen to the podcast, to learn about the stories, but this to get involved. These parents are out here fighting uh, daily. Literally, this happened within the last couple of weeks, happened like last week. So she's going to this court in Maryland, but they live down in Virginia. So families are traveling daily to make it just for their families. If they're asking you guys to participate in the call of action, please do so. As well, like I told you all, after we're done talking with Nikki, the call will actually posted to the Facebook page so you can and it's not a phone call, this is a, um, an email. So you don't have to even yeah. wait tomorrow to even do it. You can do it tonight, actually. So, you know, you guys take a time out. She has it in here, which is actually all to do as far as the attorney general is concerned. And the email is just a concern. So you don't gotta say you don't have time. You gotta do it tomorrow. They close, they open. You can do it right now to be able to effectively help us family out and fight for justice. Okay, you can take that down, please. Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate it. So, okay, Nikki, so just, uh, Adrian. So um, I was going to ask um, what was going on with the officer in this case, but I think that you explained that uh, very eloquently. Um, so I am shifting uh, focus just a little bit uh, to this prosecutor. Because as you said, this is someone that is supposed to represent the victims. Right. And we continue to see um, the prosecuting office uh, look at the officers as the victims instead of our loved ones who were the actual victims. Um, so I'm not sure if you know, um, but definitely something for the community to consider is when this prosecutor will be up for reelection and what that campaign is going to look like to um, get him, him or her. Um, out of office and um, and actually start looking for um, a replacement. Uh, we as impacted families need to be heavily involved in that process. Um, that is something that we did here in Columbus. Um, I look at it as a, a two-phase thing. We got we we got the uh, the prosecutor who had been in office for more than twenty years. Uh, we did him replaced, and this new uh, prosecutor. Eh, you know, so we're going to look to get a true prosecutor um, this next go around, but definitely thinking, you know, uh, along those lines, um, have y'all thought about like when the reelection um, is going to happen and have y'all looked into um, or know of any um, attorneys that are interested in being in essence a 21st century uh, prosecutor? 
Okay, so woo, woo, woo. Oh, I've been heavily involved in their judicial system, girl. Um, so let me give you a small background on this officer, just a small background. This officer, my cousin was not the first person that he killed. He was only on the force for 10 years. He killed one man that I know of and one man that they managed to hide who he was, but it happened 11 months after the after he was on the force. The reason why we know this is because he uh, he applied for um, mental disability with workers comp three years after he was on the force. He had been on the force for 10 years. For seven of those, he was carrying a badge, interacting with the public on disability for mental PTSD, for mental issues. Um, a year before he killed my cousin, the summer before he murdered my cousin, he went back and asked them for a higher level of disability oh, wow. because of more issues, mentally, more mental issues, okay? And they approved it. Um, he had multiple use of force complaints. He had, he had flagged their use of force system um, the summer before my cousin was murdered. And as of my cousin's death, they had never talked to him about it. He actually choked a woman in the backseat of his car. She filed a complaint with IA and IA actually recommended his, his disciplinary or termination. They did nothing. They in fact retaliated against the IA officer that, that, requi that requested his termination. Well, here's here's what I'm going to tell you about the prosecutor. Here's why I'm get, telling you his background. He didn't show up to court for all these use of force cases. He pressed charges against these people. He did not show up to court. The state's attorney, the prosecutors, they knew he wasn't showing up to court. They knew he used force. They knew he was a problem. They never said anything. His, uh, his, his, his supervisors, the chief of police who did resign shortly after, they all knew he was a problem. They all did nothing. His case is built on the fact, his defense is y'all knew I was a problem and y'all didn't do anything about it. That's his defense. That's why they don't wanna prosecute this case. One other thing about this prosecutor, Aisha Brave Boy is the state's attorney. She's running for, she wants the executive, the county executive position. She'll be running for that next. That's what she wants. The current county executive is not, probably not gonna be supporting her on that. And I won't be supporting her on that. I don't know who's gonna be running for her position next, but whoever it is, I will be supporting whoever is not taking money from the Fraternal Order Police. She is very, very light on police. She, in fact, just released 13 police officers who were caught double dipping. They were working for another officer while they were on duty. The other, the officer who owned the company, he was indicted on federal charges. She just released all, the, all those officers, did not charge any of them. Even though there's proof, this other, the, off, the main one went, to, it has federal time, and then said, this is an internal matter for them to handle internally. So when is she she's coming up for re-election soon in the next couple of years. She'll be trying to run for county exec. Do you know if she's coming for re-election for her? 
she just got elected again as the as the um the attorney, the state's attorney. So that election just happened. November. But in two years, she's going to try to run for county exec in two years. So, Adrian, what can be done? Like, with you know, being that you're getting into law and law trying to like the politician side now, what can be done? Being that she already died recently, I guess you said she was reelected. What can be done? Yeah. Any of all things. So, you know, unfortunately, um, she's been reelected. Um, that's that's the unfortunate thing. Um, the 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 temperature. Um, if you will, uh, needed to be more intense on the, you know, during the campaign piece mm-hmm. of it. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, there can always be the community pressures to, you know, um, to, to, to galvanize around um, her resigning, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but that can take a lot more um, mental and emotional um, you know, stamina to do at this point, again, because the reelection just happened, right? Um, so I think that, you know, in this interim, it's important for that civic engagement to happen, for the community to be aware, and for us to do our due diligence to connect the dots for our community so that they understand um, how this position affects our community. It's very important for us to get that messaging out there. And the sooner that we do that, um, the more impactful we are when it comes time to um, go to the polls. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, my my next step is to file a complaint with the ethics, the ethics board, with the um, bar association. And with the attorney general, and I'm going to ask the Department of Justice to look into this case. So those are my next steps, because I feel like their handling of this case was very poor. Um, The judge literally said that they dropped the ball on this and said that they were sandbagging this case, which means they're stacking up and hiding behind a wall instead of prosecuting this case. So... I definitely feel like they are not equipped to handle this case. And if they are, they have some reason why they don't want to prosecute this case there. So I just feel like I, I feel like I need to file complaints and get other people involved in their behavior. Cause it's probably, I, the problem is, is my family, I managed to build a village around me, a village of supporters, a village of press attorneys, a lot of families don't have that. A lot that of village. families don't have that. Same. So that means they're fighting them without a village. That means they're probably getting railroaded by these people. And, that's and so, that's part of us doing this is, you know, it's not all the answers, but it is one way for us to be able to, like I said, mm-hmm. people know about the stories and how we can get involved. Um, you know, do like a time, you guys. So if you could just one more time, please show everybody as well again the call of action. Um, these are current cases, you guys. We're not talking about things that are going that happen. Like this is recent, so this is something that's going on currently right now. Um, as you see, the call of action is up here. Court is going very silver to sound again. They ask you guys to participate and to be able to call in. And keep in mind too. I want people to really to understand, um, yes, you are quote unquote getting involved with helping the families out. 
in an essence, you are helping us out, but you're still helping yourselves out because we can't bring our loved ones back. So the goal is one, let's make people aware of what's going on out here in the public, two, to get assistance from everybody as far as community is concerned. And then three, it is also to make sure you guys realize that you're fighting for yourself also. What happens to our loved ones? We can't bring our people back, but we can continue to fight so that they can, can stop doing this. Um, you guys, this conversation was everything. I wish we had more time tonight. Nikki, you have been awesome. Adrian, as always, you have been awesome. You guys, please tune in next week. I think we had the person, I, just, I forgot who it was for next week, y'all. Please bear with me. Um, this podcast will be on Life After the Impact on Facebook. We're going to make sure Nikki's page, page is tagged on there as well as this flyer. We're going to also be updating because the case has been changing, like literally, it's like a, it's like a soap opera. It's been changing like uh, daily. So mm-hmm. this updates, we're going to update you guys as well. We ask you please make sure you are involved with the family and fighting for justice. Keep in mind, we cannot bring our loved ones back. The point of the podcast is to make you aware of what is going on in your current city. Things are not getting this broad mainstream media newscast. After that happens, it goes away. We got to keep letting you guys know what's going on here in the courts. This is going on in the court right now. We're fighting here in the court. So we ask you guys, please support this family. Please go on Facebook, share Nikki's story, uh, share Boo Boo's story as well. Love on her. Also, you guys, any comments or suggestions you have at all for this prosecutor to get about it here, let us know. Um, one more time, if you could too, Sophie, um, Miss Adrian Hood, as we know, is on, can we say, is it on the ballot? Is that how you say it, Adrian? Yeah, I, I am an official candidate for Columbus City Council now. All right, now. <laughs> right? Yes, so ma'am. Guys, um, I don't know if we have, any, to, uh, we have your page as well. We'll share also to y'all. Please, please, please support Miss Adrian Hood, her son, was killed by the police as well. She's turning her pain into a purpose by getting into politics as well, so they can stop doing the, they can stop doing this as well. So you guys, please support Adrian as well. Tune in next week at nine. Oh, there we go right here. Thank you, Sophie, for saving me. Room, <laughs> I appreciate it, you guys. Please, if you can go on Facebook, Adrian is on Facebook um, under Adrian Hub. She has a page as well too for her. Yes, yeah, so, Sophie, page. if you if you go to Hood. Hood for C O L S, you'll pull up my campaign page. Let me let me get. I was trying to find out. So hold on. Can you say it one more time for me, Adrian. Yeah, Hood for C O L S. Yeah. Yeah. So do you guys look on Adrian's page for her campaign page? Um, I'm gonna be with the district or not. Still share it, please. Absolutely. Make sure you still share it. Support Adrian and her campaign fight. Um, this is very important in order to obtain and uh, to obtain and to maintain justice. We talk about all the time about where the leaders at, where the leaders at. He's the one right here. She actually's on the ballot now. She's asking for support from the community. So please, we're gonna put the um. Did you put it up here, Sophie? Before we um, we're gonna go. We're gonna go in a couple minutes. So I want to make sure we have this. Oh, thank you for that. So Adrian, it's four. What comes after the four? I just kept trying to feel. C, like short Columbus, C-O-L-S. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> what is, and is it dot com? Yes. <laughs> All right, hold on.
but my if you pull it up if you do the facebook it's just um hood for c-o-l-s i got on facebook that's why i was trying to find the website let me do that i got you yeah <laughs> it's all right y'all we're still growing through the, through the difficulties and whatnot so bear with us for one second we're going to share adrian's website like i said it's very important that we have people who are running for office that we are being supported behind them as well um, after we hang up on this call, be look at our page also for Nikki's information about William Green and the mm-hmm. court and then um, Adrian's page here in a second, guys. Give us one second. Okay. Can I say something real quick? Please. Um, if you if you or a loved one is having any kind of issue, people have to speak out. If you were abused. A lot of people think that we're just out here for people who died. We're not because the lives of people who were brutalized by police have changed. Like you are no longer living with the person that was there before. Um, People don't realize that the survivors are their Their families are suffering too. The person they were before that they were brutalized is not the same person they're living with now. They are living a new life. They have to deal with a new normal. So if you are brutalized, if you are, you had any, any kind of a negative experience with a police officer, you need to reach out or any public official, you need to reach out to us. You need to reach out to your local activists. You need to speak up and you need to stand up because you are not that person's only victim. You are probably not going to be, you're just an Esca. If you are not the pinnacle, if you are not William Green, then that means you are the escalation to get to William Green. They will continue to abuse community members. So you guys need to speak out and stand up and stop these officers before they kill someone. So don't be afraid. Don't let them intimidate you. Get a village behind you because they can't, they're not going to fight you when you have people fighting with you. That's right. So please, survivors, survivors, you need us too. You need us more than ever. There's plenty of um, statistical data that shows that um, there is a progression in the excessive force before they kill someone. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I need people to understand families of survivors don't 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 minimize the pain that they're they're going through. That's because right. even though we lost a loved one, they're living. They're still here and they're still dealing with the pain of watching their loved one suffer, watching them struggle. So Please support the survivors as well as the as the families that lost their loved ones. Thank yeah. you for saying that. That's very important as well to people to get the people that's around them as well. So thank you for saying that as well. So y'all see on the screen here, um, Adrian's information, Adrian Hood, let's connect. Um, the website is up there. Be sure to go up there. But y'all see how it's nice and blue. It's nice and good, it says contribute. That's what we need. We need those funds for how to get in the office. So y'all see it's nice and blue. You can't miss it. Click on there. Be sure to share it as well. Um, you guys, please, the episode has been great. Um, like I said, again, be sure to tune in next week at 9 o'clock for Life After the Impact. We'll put on here who the guest is going to be for next week also. Um, we're going to also put on here um, agents' information as well as Nikki's information. Um, and just to end it off, and to reiterate what Nikki said as well, don't forget about the families as well as the survivors also. This impacts everybody. You know, it's not just moms and dads. They have 
cousins, uh, aunts, uncles, nieces, nephews, the community itself, that it still affects those who think, you know, hey, I got the mom. Nah, that's the whole community. So be sure, you know, mm -hmm. hear what people are saying, but take, don't just hear it, take it in the stride and use her words. So you guys have been great tonight. Be sure to chime in next week to like up the impact at nine o'clock. You guys, I love you guys. Have a good night. Good night. God bless. Night, nice meeting you, Nikki. Thank you, thank you, you so too, much. Adrian. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you so much.